www.ohinsing.com. are listening to the oldgeenscene.com podcast. We're Mike. And I'm Crystal. And we all love sweet, sweet candy. What's your favorite kind, Mike? If we're talking standard candy, I'd say peanut butter M&M's. Oh, yum. Chocolate and peanut butter. I could go for a couple of bags right now. He's not kidding. I typically have to buy a couple of bags if we're going to have those in the house. (laughs) Uh, I guess my favorite as a kid growing up were Junior Mints, believe it or not. Something about them reminded me of going to the movie theater. Yeah, it's very movie theater. Yeah, but now I think I'm with you on the peanut butter Mm. Mm M&M's. Well, that's our fave. And we all know E.T. had Reese's Pieces Mm -hmm. and Reagan had Jelly Bellies. And for some folks, it's gummy bears. Oh, yeah. Yum. After scarfing down on a ton of gummies, these calories can really add up, though. Yeah, there are tons of reasons why one might want to cut the sugar out of their diet. Some smart folks looked online and found sugar-free gummy bears that claim that they don't let down in the taste department. The initial reviews that we read were great. So good, in fact, that many people bought them just for the taste, even if they didn't care about them being sugar-free or not. For some, however... These miracle bears came at a bowel-busting price. God. You see, the artificial sweetener can upset some people's stomach. Eat a normal amount, and most will be just fine. Well, anything worth doing will be overdone, right? Mm Mm-hmm. People were blissfully scarfing these little things down because it's okay. They're sugar-free. Well, they ate tons and tons of these things with horrifying results. Just you wait for these stories when we come back after the break. Need a family photo, a new headshot, or a fun character photo shoot? Contact me at crystal at photobycrystal.com or on the website. accounts of gummy doom are collected from the actual product reviews on an online store's website we did not embellish these stories without further ado we present gummy Gummy doom Doom. sugar-free shit store all right so as mike said these reviews were taken from an online store and some of them are very how you say descriptive to say the least so viewer discretion is advised i start with number one gummy bears taste great but if you eat more than 12 prepare for a gastric exorcism the devil escaped my system for a solid four hours straight my only complaint is that after around 30 gummy bears, they started to have a chemical kind of taste, and they weren't so good. Keep in mind that I was prepared to experience such a vulgar cleansing of my system, which is actually the reason for the five stars. These gummy bears exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I mean, these uh, these reviews go from very short, like, 
you'll poop your brains out and explosive. And my favorite, boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> the short ones. All uh, right, here's another one. I ate a handful of these resulting in explosive diarrhea resulted in my home needing renovations. My wife had to mop the ceiling in the bathroom. <laughs> now this one was complete with a photo, <laughs> which was horrifying. <laughs> Number three, we have beware. Make sure you have plenty of reading material after ingesting these little Satan bears. Even sleep doesn't stop them from making a hot, steaming stream of lava out of your back door. <laughs> if you don't hear from me, tell my family I love them. I should have read the reviews before buying. Amateur move, never again. Okay, this one's called Death Would Have Been a Better Option. I had a small amount maybe 10 or 15 today. Since then, I have been in and out of the bathroom with some of the worst cramps and diarrhea I have ever had in my life. All day long. I have prayed, wept, cursed, yelled, and blamed anyone I could think of in the last few hours. <laughs> these things are a weapon. You could defeat ISIS with these fucking things. Nothing better than spending your day off work in the bathroom, sacrificing your guts to the porcelain gods. You have been warned. Oh my god, <laughs> these reviews are horrifying. Why would anyone buy these little things? Well, it only reacts to a certain amount of people who taste them. Mm. And by all accounts, if you just have a, you know, a couple, you're fine. The problem is they're really, really delicious. <laughs> Some people overeat them. <laughs> So y'all have been warned. Now, this next story is a doozy. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with it. All right, you stuck around, so that means you're ready for the story. Oh yeah. <laughs> we call this one investment banker on a plane. Mm-hmm. I was startled out of bed by a piercing 6.30 a.m. wake-up call. In an attempt to get your head and body feeling remotely human again, you scarf down some gummy bears and at least two glasses of coffee at the hotel's breakfast buffet before jumping on the shuttle to a private airport. There's just one problem. In your rush to get out of the hotel, down to breakfast, and onto the plane, you forgot to do one very crucial thing. Go to the bathroom. And I'm not talking about peeing. You have a stomach full of last night's multicolored death bears and coffee <laughs> churning around your lower intestine at 30,000 feet in the air. But that's not the worst part. True horror sets in when you realize you're not on a spacious 20-person G5 with couches, beds, lazy boys, and fully tucked away private bathrooms. No. On this day, you are traveling on a six-person puddle jumper, sitting shoulder to shoulder with your clients and coworkers. But wait, somehow the story gets even worse. It's awkward on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Just over halfway through the flight, all the coffee in my stomach feels like it's percolating its way down into my lower intestine. I hunker down and try to focus on other things. What feels like an hour, but probably isn't more than 20 minutes passes. Then we enter what turns out to be pretty violent turbulence. 
With each bounce, I have to fight my body, trying not to poop my pants. 30 minutes to landing, maybe 45, I try and tell myself. Each jostle a gamble that I can't afford to lose. I signal to the flight attendant, and she heads towards me. Excuse me, where's the bathroom? Because I don't see a door. I ask, well, still devoting considerable energy to fighting off what starts to feel like someone shook a seltzer bottle and shoved it up my butt. <laughs> she looks at me bemused and says, well, uh, we don't really have one per se. She continues, technically we have one. It's just really for emergencies only. Don't worry, we'll be landing shortly. Uh, I'm pretty sure this qualifies as an emergency managed to mutter through my grimace, and I can see the fear in her face as she points nervously to the back seat. The turbulence outside is matched only by the cyclone that is ravaging my bowels. <laughs> she points to the back of the plane and says, there, the toilet is there. She points to the back of the plane and says, if you pull that leather cushion away from that seat, it's right under there. There's a small privacy screen that pulls up around it, but that's it. At this point, I was committed. She had just lit the dynamite, and the mine shaft was set to blow. I turn to look where she's pointing, and I get the urge to cry. I do cry, but my face is so tightly clenched that it makes no difference. The toilet seat is occupied by the CFO, i.e., our freaking client. Our freaking female client. Up to this point, nobody has observed my struggle or my exchange with the flight attendant. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's all I can say as I lift towards her, like Quasimodo impersonating a penguin, <laughs> and begin my explanation. Of course, as soon as my competitors see me talking to the CFO, they all perk up and find out what the hell I'm doing. Given my jovial nature and fun-loving attitude thus far on the roadshow, almost everybody thinks I must be joking. She, however, knows right away that I am anything but, and jumps up, moving quickly to where I had been sitting. I now had to remove the seat top. No easy task when you can barely stand upright and are getting tossed around like a hood rat at a block party. And you're fighting against a gastrointestinal Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> I managed to peel back the leather seat top to find a rather luxurious looking commode with a nice cherry or walnut frame. It had obviously never been used before, ever. Why this moment of clarity came to me, I do not know. Perhaps it was the realization that I was about to take this toilet's virginity with a fury and savagery that was an abomination to its delicate craftsmanship and quality. I imagined some poor Italian carpenter weeping over the violently soiled remains of his once beautiful creation. The lament only lasted a second as I was quickly back to concentrating on the tiny muscle that stood between me and molten hot lava. I reach down and pull up the privacy screens with only seconds to spare before I erupt. It's an Alka-Seltzer bomb, nothing but air and liquid spraying out in all directions. A Jackson Pollock masterpiece. The pressure is now reversed. I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. 
I push so hard to end the relief. The tormented sublime relief. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. My apologies do nothing to drown out the heinous noises that seem to carry on and reverberate throughout the small cabin indefinitely. As if that's not bad enough, I have one more major problem. The privacy screen stops right around shoulder level. I'm sitting there, a disembodied head, in the back of a plane on a bucking bronco for a toilet, all while looking at my colleagues, competitors, and clients directly in the eyes. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain briefly comes to mind. I literally could reach out with my left hand and rested on the shoulder of the person adjacent to me. It was virtually impossible for him or any of the others, and by others, I mean high-profile business partners and clients, to avert their eyes. They squirm and try not to look, inclined to do their best to carry on and pretend as if nothing out of the ordinary was happening. That they weren't sharing a stall with some guy dropping his intestines out releasing smelly, sweaty shame at 100 feet per second. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, is all the ashamed disembodied head can say over and over again. Not that it mattered. <laughs> wow. That can was you quite the even story. imagine? Imagine seeing your clients and your boss and there's just this little curtain coming up to your head and having to look at them all. While you shit the toilet <laughs> with Mount Vesuvius explosion. <laughs> can you imagine the smells of this tiny little plane? Oh my god. He had to have quit his job. There's no way he could work there with those people ever again. How do you not die of embarrassment? That seems... Oh, or laughter. Oh my god. When I read that story, I had to read it a couple times because when I read that story the first time, I literally laughed my ass off. <laughs> Yeah, I was worried about you for a second, you know, remembering to breathe and stuff. So I hope you guys got a kick out of that one. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear about a gentleman on a date. All right, so our next poor unfortunate soul... Um, I didn't say for sure, but I think he's an older gentleman and he's uh, having someone over for a date and they speak some rudimentary German and they're trying to practice speaking with each other for some reason or another. So this is this guy's first time having her over at the house. So of course he's worried about making a good impression and he left out a few demon bears and he was snacking on a bunch before the date came over and... He's, uh, he's setting everything up, everything seems to be going great, and then he feels the rumble, the blum, 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 blum. So, <laughs> so we'll pick up the story right where he's headed into the bathroom. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> what can I say about the ensuing white knuckle bowel movement that hasn't been expressed in other reviews on this page? I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the adjective... Kafka-esque. <laughs> anywhere else. Kafka-esque. Kafka-esque? Yes. By the end of Act 1 of this private little torture porn movie, I was confessing to every unsolved crime in history. 
praying I would stumble upon the one that would satisfy my invisible captors. Quickly I realized that I had more than Andrea, his date's sense of sound to worry about. Were she to get even the faintest whiff of this weapons grade sluice that my anus was angrily shouting into the porcelain, I would have to change my name and move to another city. So I flushed and flushed and flushed. Oh no. And then I flushed and nothing happened. I have never looked down into a broken toilet with more horror in my entire life. And I once stopped up George Clooney's crapper. A story for another time. I reached for the plunger, but my hand froze and my heart seized when I saw it on the floor. Broken in two and covered in what looked like teeth marks. <laughs> Apparently I had used it, the wooden handle to keep from biting off my tongue and chewed clean through it. <laughs> when did that happen? It seems my mind had already started the process of repressing this entire event. Amid the feverish, fruitless dance I did across my tiny bathroom floor, it dawned on me that I had been more than a minute since my last soul-wrenching anal tantrum. Oh, no. Dear Lord, is it over? I asked quite possibly aloud. There may have been a light-headed and may have been lightheaded and delusional, but I began to imagine non-ignomamous resolution to this ordeal. I just needed to get her the hell out of here. <laughs> if Andrea hadn't fled the build building vomiting in terror, then I suppose I could pull up my trousers and make a cavalier exit. As long as I could get her off the premises and as far away from this post-apocalyptic commode as humanly possible. Assuming that the diaristas had retreated to the hills temporarily... <laughs> Maybe I could even whisk Andrea away to a candlelight dinner at Bernardo's. How impulsive. My first few steps back towards the living room were tentative. And not just because my sphincter felt raw and tattered. It was a slow approach to the moment of truth. Especially when I saw her figure still planted on my sofa. I knew any look on Andrea's face other than her mouth agape would constitute a miraculous victory. And when she smiled at me, the wash of relief that engulfed me was more glorious than any throes of ecstasy I might have wished for at the beginning of the night. And then I saw it. The decorative bowl sitting in her lap down to the last few sugarless gummy bears. No! Do has haribo, she said to me, accompanied by a satisfied smile. A big, beaming, Hansel and Gretel smile that slightly turned down the one corner at the sound we both suddenly heard. A low rumble from deep within her GI tract that sounded like Gefahr, the German word for danger. Her eyes shot past mine and refocused on the bathroom door down the hall just behind me. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That realization of knowing she has to go now, too. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now I'm going to read the scariest harvest party that will forever haunt this school. Ooh. I bought two bags of these to my son's school for their harvest party because the new sugar-free and healthy eating initiatives all appeared well, 
The kids were thrilled to have something that wasn't just carrot sticks or clementine pumpkins. Within a few minutes, the munchkins had polished off their first bag and we were tearing into the second. We started bobbing for apples and playing haunted house bingo. 20 minutes later, the kid in the purple monster costume started growling. Turns out it wasn't his voice, it was his stomach. The teacher asked my son to walk the child to the bathroom, so I followed them down the hall. The child's zipper appeared to be stuck and could not be budged. Suddenly, the floodgates opened and hot gravy began pooling around the monster's shoes. I told my son to get help. As he turned around to head back into the classroom, he slipped in the sludge, ironically soiling his Winnie the Pooh costume. Meanwhile, two more afflicted children were on their way to the restroom and tripped over my son in their panicked pace. As soon as Elsa smelled the putrid fumes, she began to vomit in Rapunzel's hair. At this point, another parent rushed into the hallway with a desperate minion. She took one despicable look at our situation and ran back into the room. I followed them in an effort to recruit assistance. And that is when I witnessed something that will haunt me forever. Children were screaming. The teacher was holding a stormtrooper as he stood helplessly in the room's only trash can. The apple basin was filled with a rancid smelling rainbow stew of partially digested hummus, veggies, apples, and devil bears. Unfortunately, the school does not have windows that open, and a mom was spraying autumn leaf air freshener in a futile attempt to cover the stench. At that point, the school secretary made the announcement that students should line up in the hallway for the pumpkin parade around the school. <laughs> As the neighboring classrooms enter the hallway, the smog hit their nose, and they began to run. Several second graders slipped in the remaining smears outside our front door. More retching resulted in further contamination of our only exit. We desperately attempted to evacuate the room before more students evacuated their pants. <laughs> Two of us placed plastic shopping bags over our hands like gloves and we passed children through the doorway over the worst of the wreckage. It was decided that the best course of action at this point was to enact an early dismissal and allow parents an opportunity to take their students home. Because of this disaster originated in our room, students were quarantined in the gym and could not and were not allowed to ride the bus. <laughs> Our school was closed for two days as kids were tested for neurovirus. Multiple visits to doctors confirmed the same cause, irritable bowels from ingestion of sugar substitutes. Fortunately, the children recovered quick more quickly than I did. Forget haunted houses. I pass out every time I see a gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, all right. And to round it off, we got this horrifying medical disaster. disaster. <laughs> so my mother-in-law is diabetic and has a colostomy bag. We're always careful to get her sugar-free candy when her sweet tooth starts acting up. Until now, we've had great luck up until now. We got her this bag of gummy bears for her to snack on. She tried a few and really liked them. Unfortunately, I hadn't read the reviews on this product, so I didn't think she needed to pace herself. Boy, we were wrong. It only took a couple of hours, and she started screaming bloody murder. 
we walked in only to see her colostomy bag completely full. So full, in fact, that you could thump it and it sounded like a melon. <laughs> we, we tried to pinch off the tube so that we could quickly change the bag. The contents of her stomach were so watery that no amount of pinch would stop it. We quickly helped her to the bathroom, hoping we could disconnect the tube, and aimed straight for the toilet. When we did, it was like a freaking brown geyser from hell, <laughs> covered in watery fecal matter. We capped it off as fast as we could, only to have the bag immediately fill back up. Oh, jeez. We didn't know what else to do, so we put her in the shower. My wife tried to help her out of her clothes, but the bag kept expanding. We heard this stretching, guttural sound of the bag expanding and closed the shower door and yelled, You're on your own, Ma! <laughs> <laughs> then proceeded to slam the bathroom door shut. Over her screaming, we finally heard an explosion. What could only be described as a fecal Hiroshima Ooh. was all we saw when we opened the door. Ma and La had collapsed and passed out in the shower on the shower floor covered in her own watery excrement. Ugh. It was all over the shower walls and ceiling and had easily ricocheted off the ceiling into the bathroom area. We called 911 for assistance. When they arrived and assessed the situation, it was like a scene out of Outbreak. <laughs> They hung massive plastic sheets that covered the entire exterior of our house. People in hazmat suits were coming in and out. I even saw some of them vomiting. Ugh. One of the tougher guys came out and told us, I've never seen anything like it, even during three tours in Nam. Oh, and then cried like a baby. <laughs> I'm just glad we tried these on the mother-in-law before anyone else got hurt. Oh. <laughs> While she was in the hospital recovering, I took her some flowers and a card that read, get well soon and then added and thanks for taking one for the team she hasn't spoken to me since <laughs> <laughs> no kidding wow those were some freaking fantastic stories alright we're gonna give you a break to catch your breath and we'll come back restroom break hopefully <laughs> oh man if you're still breathing out there thanks for hanging on for that one you know life's money one moment you're snacking and relaxing the other you've got hot snakes shooting out the rear <laughs> you know we've all had that one experience or two where you just feel like you have to shit your pants <laughs> and you're hanging on and you start getting sweaty you hear you, that noise? Yeah, though, you heard the percolation <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like someone punched you in the stomach <laughs> and the cramping and the oh, doubling over and the just the the sheer terror now hopefully at this point you're around a restroom so that mm -hmm. you can relieve yourself and many of these cases 
they weren't anywhere near a restroom. <laughs> and that's just horrifying to me. <laughs> yeah, there is uh there was several stories that we we weeded through. Um there was one where there was a, a cop who had to put the lights and sirens on and he came just blaring into a gas station, came running into it. <laughs> he went to the bathroom and he said he wasn't until he was done that he that he stopped to think like, I wonder if the gas station people think that anything's going on. I didn't just come in here with my lights and sirens blazing in the front of the But bathroom. it was an emergency! <laughs> that is some scary stuff. I know I did have one situation when we were eating some burgers over in Pasadena <laughs> and we got in the car and I was like, gurgle, gurgle, uh-oh, gurgle, gurgle, uh-oh, we need to get home. <laughs> and I told Mike, Mike, I think I need to pull over. I think we need to go to the bathroom. And you kept saying, we're almost home. We're almost home. You can make it. You're fine. <laughs> well, I was worried that if he didn't have something to focus on, like driving, <laughs> you wouldn't have made it. Let's just say I was driving a little fast, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's probably dangerous for one to be speeding home to use the restroom. I don't think I've ever seen you run so fast from the car into the house. <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot of running. And I didn't even have any gummies. What <laughs> if I got the runs? So now a lot of these people are using this as a prank, and we do not recommend that either. Yeah, that's that's. it seems just downright unsafe. Yeah. As much as I like pranks. Maybe that's just old time Mike talking here. But, uh, <laughs> it seems unsafe. Someone could get hurt. It's true. Oh, God, I can beat myself up later for that. <laughs> <laughs> so moral of the story, don't overdo it on the gummies, okay? Got it? Got it. Thank you for listening to this poopy episode of theolgeenscene.com podcast. Happy pooping. We hope it brings you much relief. <laughs>